Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 59. I am your host, Carter E. Joining me, as always, is my producer, Jeff Mulvahill Jr., this time from the uh, other side of a webcam. That is uh, due to the fault of my own, but the audio, I think, should still be pretty solid. I know we've we've done this before when we need to. Uh, Jeff, of course, joining us today is fellow Nevada Appeal uh you know duke i don't know if i know your official title despite you working with us for several months i don't know if i've gotten the the i don't know if i have the business card what what is the official title of duke rittenhouse at the nevada appeal uh, officially news editor also news i have editor. about okay. 500 business cards I'll, I'll put one on your desk <laughs> okay okay i <laughs> that's i'm not that's, sure i'd need 500 so i think i think we could have gone with you know, news editor slash super utility uh, man. There, I think I think there's a number of titles we could have given could have given Duke there. So I wanted to make sure uh, we got that right. Of course, before we go any further, I got to thank today's title sponsor. That is Double J Auto NV in Garterville. You can find them online at www.doublejautonv.com. And I'm getting that out of the way now because I'm ultimately going to forget about anything else we have to talk about because. Guys, we're going to talk about realignment, and it's probably only going to be about one specific thing in realignment, at least for the bulk of this episode. Um, if you're a Carson, Dayton, or Sierra Lutheran fan who doesn't care, well, you might be worth listening because you'll probably get some insight onto the whole process if your your teams choose to move. But this, at least the start of this episode, is really going to relate to Douglas and Douglas football. Uh, I found out Thursday night at the Douglas boys basketball game that they were planning on appealing at Monday morning's NIAA realignment meeting. They were going to appeal for football to drop from class 5A to class 3A. Just a gentle reminder that there is no class 4A in northern Nevada. That realignment uh, meeting happened Monday morning, as I said, uh, which is why we are taping this Tuesday. And... Uh, it had some fireworks, and let's just say Douglas left that meeting very unhappy with the whole situation. Uh, I will do my best to try to get some of the the counterpoints in here. I couldn't do those all in you know word format. I think they're going to have to be some follow up stories on my end for the the record career. Actually, I don't think I know there's going to have to be follow up stories on on my end there. But Duke, I guess for you, given that you've had more experience with the NIAA than I have. I guess, where does this stack up in terms of the out of left field? Wait, what just happened? Or do we know how they came across this decision sort of uh, metric, unofficial metric, if you, if you will, of, of NIAA decisions that you've seen? Yeah, you know, there's a little bit of everything going on, I think. Um, you know, new to me, um, I have been around for a while, but new to me is the metric, the, I'm sorry, the rubric concept that it. Older decisions were almost always enrollment-based, um, and there wasn't a realignment committee, which is also fairly new in terms of, you know, the NIAA has been around since the 20s. The realignment committee has only been around a few years. So that's all new. You know, if you were just to take the surface level, a, a school, Douglas going in and asking to move down, getting denied, not a huge surprise. It used to happen all the time. Your, your first attempt, you're going to get denied. Um that's unofficial. That part's not necessarily a huge surprise to me. Uh, a couple things were surprising. One is what you touched on in your article uh, that's online now and that will be in print, is that um, essentially why have a rubric if you then don't use it as a tool? It seems like the rubric is getting applied uh, case by case. And um, should that be the, you know, should that be how it goes? Or should you look at this tool and say, why aren't we using it? 
Um, and the second thing, uh, which you also touched on, the second thing is the procedure part of it, it didn't even get to a vote. My understanding is uh, the the question is raised, and, you know, we've all been in committees where, does anyone second this? And it's just formality. It, it, it's like, you know, because the English did it 500 years ago, we have to do it this way. And no one seconded it. I thought that was stunning. It seems like there was some backroom dealing. So I'm all over the map here, but it, that part was just stunning to me. Yeah, there are 11 votes on the board, just to to keep that clear. So, of uh, you know, after that, uh, that the appeal was uh, first motion, there are, you know, a number of options where that second one can come from. It's not as though it had to come from a certain uh, person or a certain, you know, uh, affiliation to 3A or 5A. It could have come, come from anywhere. And, um, yeah, the rubric is... While the math in and of itself is a is a formula the NIAA created, I think the biggest question I have is just as to as you alluded to, Duke, is to why you spend all this time creating this formula and this rubric just to not use it when it seems like it's it's there for it's it's the entirety of why these schools are making these cases. And um, we've already seen it with Douglas Girls Golf and Douglas Boys Soccer. They they use the rubric. They, you know, Douglas Girls Golf, I think, is absolutely an anomaly and was being just referred to as an utter fallacy during the meeting about, you know, the potentials of what ifs um, could happen with Douglas football dropping to 3A. You know, that being that the Douglas Girls Golf team drops to 3A, wins two state titles, and goes right back up. That's not that's not a reasonable expectation. Um, I, it's fun to play, you know. Uh, you know, danger close or, or whatever and, and say, Hey, this could be, this could be the end of the end of the earth, but that's that just really was never going to be the case. Um, anybody who's watched any of these three, a football teams, especially last year after Lowry beat Douglas 24, six knows that Douglas dropping to three, a was not going to solve, was not going to solve all the questions. And it was not going to all of a sudden uh, rebound Douglas football. In fact, there was a lot of pushback. I know from people in Douglas County to even drop to 3A in the first place, thinking that it was going to hurt turnout numbers, which part of Douglas's argument were already low. And in 2021, they had to cancel their JV season because they didn't have enough turnout. So they moved half the kids down to freshmen and brought the rest up to varsity. And, you know, I think now that I've rewatched this section of the, the realignment committee's, um, then Douglas's appeal altogether, this, this 30 minute section, which I have added to, to the online story. I've linked it in there for anybody who wants to go watch the whole 30 minutes to kind of better understand uh, both sides of the argument. But uh, what's crazy to me is somebody on the realignment board openly says, and this is a direct quote, cause I, I just wrote it down. Douglas for lack of a better way of putting it has been the whipping post of five a in football for the last two years. How does that quote come out? And then you, can't even get a vote on whether or not they should go down to 3A. That seems to tell tell the whole story right there. And if if the goal is realignment, is if the goal is to make things more competitive, I'm not sure what what else needs to happen for for that to be the case. Yeah, you know, and it, it's strange. You know, I I feel you were asking me a little bit earlier about some of my experience. I, I saw this in in 2014. I think it was. It might have been 2013. But North Valley's went before the board and um this is when you just went before the board i don't think they'd quite established a, a realignment committee yet and they said look north valley's wanted to go 3a for just about everything um 
And in fact, that was in the era when it was called uh, Division One. I, I, anyway, you get what I'm saying. And they and they got up there and gave all the numbers and all that. And I mean, I don't remember every single detail, but it just they saw this poor athletic director off right at the knees, just chopped him off. And it was a big no. So I also think, you know, the the, the procedure that's set up is, uh, is the approval process. You know, the 3A banded together, uh, which rumor has it they talked, you know, before the Douglas thing. And, and they just said, we don't want North Valleys. Ironically, two years later, they got North Valleys anyway. And the, But the, the worry you were talking about is, oh, this big school from North Reno is going to come in and dominate. It took them till last season to make the playoffs. Mm. Excuse me, it was two seasons ago. I actually covered their playoff game. Um, and and they lost. They, they went up to, the, they got Fallon at home and lost. Um, I mean, you know, so it took them that long to, A, make the playoffs, and B, it was their team of the century. So to go with what you're saying, you know, if their argument is Douglas is going to come in and dominate, doubtful. I mean, very, very doubtful. So, you know, it just was the strangest thing as yesterday developed, just the whole thing. First, as we mentioned off the air right before we started, Douglas's appeal might have been a little bit late in the process. I don't think that excuses, though, to me, it doesn't excuse not even going to a vote or not even being seconded or discussed. You know, in your article, you talked about how the disappointment for like John Glover and all that, the, just that we're so disappointed and you can't blame them at all to go to that meeting and to walk out and to probably feel disrespected. I mean, you know, that's that's a people around here can have long memories that, you know, that's that had to have hurt. Yeah. And yeah, I think the. I mean, also, not only that, I mean, I know this doesn't factor into decisions. They did all three of them fly down to Las Vegas for this meeting, too. So it's not like it was, you know, just a, a quick trip up the road, up to the road to Reno to make this appeal. And um, I guess I'm I'm trying to make sure I don't jump all over the place because there's so many different points I I want to touch on, at least that are uh, running through my head, because I've got people in my Twitter mentions bringing up arguments the other way that I feel some need to counter, but also some need to just ignore I will say, if we're looking strictly at the rubric, the first two-year cycle that they did realignment, Wooster finished that realignment cycle with a point total, a two-year point total of 97.843. Wooster dropped after that in football to 3A. Douglas in the last two years has a point total of 70.67. It's honestly, like, based off the points, that's not super close either so i mean they, again the, the, they made a split numbers, at, a, at another division uh, another conversation that they had had a 20 point split and they made the decision to drop that other team it's just inconsistent it, it's inconsistent and uh you know on top of that i've got a lot of people mentioning enrollment numbers and what that leads to douglas is the second smallest public school in nevada in class 4a or 5a the only smaller public school is galena um and we all know that those Vegas schools are massive as well when it comes to the, the 4A, 5A side of things. The other interesting one um, I saw a lot on, on Twitter was, you know, <laughs> at what point do these big schools become responsible for their own, their own decision-making, you know, in the, the administration and the athletic part to let it get to this. And my response to that is, well, then what's the point of having realignment at all? If we're going to say that, it's the responsibility of, you know, the the adults in the room to make sure that the teams aren't good or the teams are better and competitive than then just throw the whole the I forgive me for a poor phrase, but just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Then if we're if we're talking that way, that 
that logically makes no sense to me. And the other one was travel. The other one was 3A schools don't want to travel to Douglas. Well, Dayton is now independent in 2A at the very same meeting. They spoke right before Douglas. Therefore, Douglas could just replace Dayton. And you're talking about an extra 20 minutes in the car every other year. That that also doesn't check out to me as, as a logical argument. You know, the other thing is that it, I, I've never bought the travel one. Travel gets brought up here all the time. And here's the thing. The three of us and most of our listeners, we live in Nevada. Guess what? You travel. I mean, it's not like we just drew the state up yesterday. Um, it, it, West Windover and Incline play in the same league. There's a road trip for you. Truckee goes to Elko and Spring Creek every year or vice versa. It's Nevada. We travel. I mean, Tonopah has gone back and forth between a northern and a southern school just because uh, – you know, lovely little school, but they're in a bad situation. Travel's a reality. I, I, that's the one I give no credence to whatsoever. If you're going to throw travel at me, stop talking because I have no respect for you, basically. <laughs> um, you know, or go live somewhere else. Go, you know, go move to New Hampshire or something. But that shouldn't be an issue. And I'll tell you, Carter, on your first point, on your first point, I've always hated the just get better argument because it's usually made by you know, 30 or 40 something males who played JV tennis and, and that's, that's it. And they oh, just get better. And I got to tell you though, beyond the joking around, you got to be careful with football specifically. I think in football, it's the one sport where you can physically, you're allowed to physically dominate an opponent and collisions are encouraged. I think with football, you want your teams in the best possible alignment. Even if as an example, North Valley's is a big school, but so North Valley's goes and, you know, and they play, you know, Fallon and Fernley. Yeah, the bigger school, but, but the kids are where they should be when you look at that game, you know, when you watch them play. And, and I think you've got to be careful with football. And I think it's a good reason for Dayton to do a two-year independent thing. In addition to the losing, which gets old, you know, the worry is Dayton's going to get pushed around. And in football, um, you know, you get pushed around enough and you start getting the injuries. And I know there's coaches out there saying, well, there's collisions in wrestling and stuff like that. And that's true. But like in wrestling, you have three or four good kids. You just enter them in their weight classes. And the other weight classes, you don't have to even enter a, a wrestler or yeah, whatever. You can you but, can leave open spots in, right? in wrestling. You do not but have to you, fill all 14 weight classes. If you show up for a football game, you're expected to play four quarters, you know. And so I think there's a difference. I've always thought, be careful with football. Like, realign as necessary for that one sport just so uh we avoid the horrible story that we don't want to write yeah and the horrible story that we don't want to write that we heard a lot about over the last week and a half and i'm not trying to say that that's going to happen at the high school level but it's as you said it's it's a violent sport and it's the only sport where you are allowed to make contact like that and uh as i talked to i'm sure if said this to both of you, if not numerous other people, but football is also not a sport where you can have a class of three or four talented kids come through and change the entire outlook of your, your, you know, next two to three seasons. Uh, you can take a look at basketball where you have five kids on the floor. You get two talented kids that come in and, you know, our first team all region players for a couple of years, that's going to completely change the look of, of that program and, and your wins and losses. But Unless, unless those those two two to three guys play, you know, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and then also play DB linebacker and defensive lineman, I I just don't see how how that's a sustainable argument. And I, I tweeted this out during the meeting, 
And I, I guess I wasn't directing this at anybody on the board specifically, and I didn't d- direct the tweet at anybody, but I do think we need to have a conversation about the actual definition of what a fallacy is. Because the amount of arguments I heard that were, well, what if this happens? And, well, guess what? It's not going to happen because they're not comparable situations. We just talked about it. Douglas Girls Golf has got a class coming through it right now of, you know, five girls that are just outstanding. A couple of them are a little older, a couple of them are younger, and they happen to mix at the right time. But you talk to anybody within Douglas High School, and that may not happen again for another three decades. It's just how it worked out. And the NIAA realignment committee said it themselves. There were several teams they were considering dropping to 3A in girls golf, and they probably all would have won the 3A state title by about as much as Douglas did. They said it themselves. They said that at the meeting, openly on the stream. So, I mean, that Again, I hate to give, I hate to give weight to arguments that again are not logical. But these were some of the the retorts we heard as to why Douglas can't go into three A, and they again they just make absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. We touched on this at the very top of the episode. Um, the other thing is, you you come away from this meeting, and I think the key word is inconsistency. You come away and you're thinking, okay, well, Dayton's got to be fairly satisfied, right? They had a request. It it was a good request, and it was granted. Douglas had its proposal. They had their numbers. They had their presentation. Uh, made sense, I thought, on a lot of levels, and and denied. And you like you brought up the rubric points. It's like you know, I mean, and believe me, you know, I'm familiar with Galena High School, and the conversations there have been we're just on the edge of enrollment and success of being a three A school. The conversations are happening, but. If your administration decides to go to the meeting and make a presentation, it's just surprising to to again not even get to the vote. And I got I got to tell you guys, uh, Duke, the, it wasn't the it, it was crickets. the The motion was yeah. made, and it was absolutely crickets in that room. Not a peep. I, I, there's times I'm a little bit embarrassed sometimes here. Um, I think the people who work at the NIAA are good people. I think they like kids. I think they like kids playing sports. And again, I think they're good people. There are times I'm a little bit embarrassed. Um, and that was one of them. That was just like, this is the most Nevada thing I've ever seen. Just, you know, we're we're still back in the 1940s. We're not thinking ahead. You know, we're, we've got this whole parliamentary procedure thing that we do. And then this this just turns out to be a joke. So, but before I forget, I was just looking through my notes. And Carter, I want to emphasize kind of going off what you just said. Uh it's not like there's bad people here. And like, you know, again, we're not like directing tweets at people and we're not calling anyone out, but I got to tell you on the other side of it. Um, and it used to be more rare, but now, now the, the realignment requests are more common. And I got to tell you, I've never seen one or heard of one that was made in bad faith is the other thing. I don't think there's a Nevada school who has gone and said, you know what we want to do. We want to drop down to win all the trophies and, you know, because it'll be awesome, we'll be state champions and like everything. Literally, I've never encountered that. Um, what I've seen is the schools who have gone before either the board in the old days or the committee in the new days, they've done so in good faith. They've they've brought their numbers with them and they've said, look, enrollment is down. Uh, participation is down. Our winning percentage across all sports is like 18 percent. You know, they've got their facts and figures we are requesting to move down because it's better for our students. I mean, I've never seen that done in in bad faith. 
And it's almost like the NIAA uh, or the realignment committee thought that Douglas's was made in bad faith to me. And it's like, that's no, that's not the case. Absolutely no. Um, and, and so I wonder, I, I, again, the whole crickets thing, it's just embarrassing. When a school comes to you in good faith, you, you show a little more respect than that. And I'm going to pose a rhetorical question here because I know this isn't one that we have answers to because it's not a question that any of us can answer. And it's an NIAA realignment committee answer. But they brought up this whole thing of realignment, right? A couple of years ago, as you said, it's not new. But the whole idea was more competitiveness. We want this competitive balance. You've got the numbers. The numbers are there. The logic is there. The reasoning is there. Douglas is getting outscored by 30 points in, you know, every game this season. And then just to have the the group below him go, well, what if they come down and dominate? Well, I thought the whole point of this was to realign for competitive balance. If if no school is capable of ever dropping, maybe maybe it's not fair because it's happened before, but if no football team is ever capable of dropping, then just throw the whole realignment system out. Because really it's, it. I mean, and we've seen this too, Duke is, th- how many times has Dayton uh, a- appealed to go down to 2A? This is, uh, Dayton's been appealing to go down to 2A since I got here and I'm in my fourth yeah. year here. So I, it just, again, the, the logic and the reasoning just doesn't check out to me. And that's where that's where I have just the most questions about it. And and because it's a, a, such a large board with such a large swath of, you know, you got six, six from Vegas, five from the north. Um, it's hard to kind of figure out what the the whole process of the, the board is thinking, because it may very well be different from one member to another. Yeah. And unofficially, I got to say, or, you know, if you guys want to. We could throw down a little wager here. I'll, I'll wager lunch over at Reds that uh, if Douglas goes back next time, it's approved. Just like what happened in North Valley. So it's almost it's almost unofficial that you're gonna get um, body blocked on the first attempt. You're you're gonna get a big no, or in Douglas's case, absolute silence. But but your second or, or subsequent attempts can work. Um, I mean, North Valley's went from a a ten to nothing no vote to it took like five minutes the next time it was done so it's a weird almost unofficial thing um but you know again should we should should any state agency or uh you know athletic association should that be the way anyone operates no i mean that seems that just seems silly and and again we've we've really hammered on it but i I think it's the key if you know if if we were required to come up with a one-word headline for yesterday it would be inconsistent in my opinion that would be the one-word headline um because uh like you said carter you 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 come away with uh balance trying to balance stuff that's not balancing in your head You're, you're going over it in your head and it's just not coming out right and i gotta tell you maybe they need to actually say look as you mentioned, at some point, the what if arguments get out of hand. Like you can what if yourself to the end of time, you know, which is what they did with North Valley's in the old days. Well, what if this gigantic school comes down and dominates? <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm at this meeting thinking, you know what, what if they don't, <laughs> you know? So yeah, um, you've got to maybe limit the what ifs and say, let's look at our data, enrollment numbers, participation, success. That We've got these numbers. People are making these very pretty looking spreadsheets, let's use them. Um, instead of, I think the emotion gets into it, like, oh, Douglas is such a big school. Because in your head, you start thinking it's a big school, you know? 
Yeah, and again, this this formula that they've created is, again, something that the NIAA spent time and money to create. And that's where I just seem to get so baffled is you you spend you spend these resources to create this system for competitive balance only to ignore it when, you know, personal opinions come into play. And that just I mean, then then again, we come back to what are we doing here? Yeah, you know, there's some irony here. Um, so way back when I started, when I was a, a cub reporter in the 90s, uh, it was very much literal. Uh, and it was almost like 95% of the time it was an enrollment question. Um, in as far as schools moving up or down, it was much more rare, too. You generally tended to stay where you were. And here's some irony. In the 90s, I'll never forget, Lowry had to move up. Lowry went to the top level, and they howled they hated it they were like 18 students over or something and it used to be four-year cycles so they had to spend four years uh, at the time it was called the foray that was the top level they had to spend four years up there and other than wrestling didn't have a ton of success and that decision had been made because they it was something i forget is it 1200 or 1300 whatever that cap is it might be less than that they were 18 over or something like that but it was very literal and the irony to me is if it was that literal right now, Douglas and Galena would probably be in the 3A. You know what I mean? It, I, I guess what I'm saying is I like today's system much better because it allows for some common sense and flexibility and allows for schools to also move up. Think about Hug and Wooster and North Valley soccer. They want to play high. They want to yep. play up. And they're allowed to. So I, I really think today's system is better when it's applied. But again, it's hysterical that if this was 1994, it would have been automatic. They would have banged the gavel, and Douglas and Galena would have gone down. So it's crazy. Honestly, I don't think I have anything else to add at this point. <laughs> I think I'll just be circling back on on topics we've already touched on. So I think I'm I think I'm pretty much covered from my end, unless there's anything else you guys want to add. Did anything else happen, uh, Carter? I'm going to throw this out. You guys need to talk about basketball. We can quickly touch on basketball if we want to. I know there were a couple Carson games from, from this past week, and we do have Carson Douglas coming up on Friday. So I do appreciate the segue there, dude. That was a that was a good reminder uh, from from you. I I much appreciate that your your role in this podcast has officially been deemed a a success. We will not have to determine via rubric or via eleven man committee whether or not you are allowed to come back or <laughs> or not. Yay. I'm on the team. Yeah. <laughs> Carson Douglas this Friday at Carson High, uh, five fifteen and seven doubleheader. Obviously, the girls will start. Um, do I do I have to say weather pending? Because it's nasty outside right now. But there are supposed to be some games tonight. As you hear this on on Tuesday, I'm gonna go ahead and say those are uh, unofficially uh, on on the on the docket of being being called off. I should have looked that up before I got on the podcast. I see some typing going on behind me, so I'll just continue to talk until I get a, a, a more affirmative answer there. Douglas did play Spanish Springs this past Saturday. Uh, the girls were able to pull out a 31-28 win there, holding them off in the fourth quarter. On the other side, the Cougar boys got all over Douglas early. It was 18-1 at the end of the first quarter. By the time that one wrapped up, it was 58-35. So both uh, the Douglas boys will be looking to absolutely get back on track against Carson come Friday. I think that should be a really good game. I'm hoping to see that gym as full as possible because I just remember it from, you know, that regional final uh, last February and how crazy that was. I don't think we'll get regional final turnout, but 
uh, the more the more the merrier there, and uh, I'm sure it will be a a great atmosphere regardless. Otherwise, guys, guess what? We got a NIAA Board of Control meeting on January 18th, so we can have we can do this all over again here in a couple weeks. Are they still hearing more cases, or no? Board of Control will be un- it'll be unrelated to okay. realignment. Yeah. It'll be it'll be they'll be talking about other you know other things going on in the in the the world of high school athletics in Nevada, but it will not be as realignment centric, and they definitely will not be hearing appeals as to who can who can play where so uh with that being said that's going to do it for episode 59 here of behind the bench thanks again to duke rittenhouse uh of course of our very own nevada appeal coming on the program uh thanks of course to my producer jeff mulvahill you can find his work online at www.instaimage.com and be sure to follow us and our realignment coverage online, www.nevadaappeal.com backslash news backslash sports. It's the same for the record courier, recordcourier.com backslash news backslash sports. Stay tuned, guys, because, I mean, we get to do this all over again for winter and spring sports here coming up in the next few months. Otherwise, that's going to do it for episode 59. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah.